Hey, want to jump in here and just bring back up episode 250, Toys for Tots campaign put together by Seller Labs. It is such a great opportunity. I was with the seller on Friday. Uh, their team is working on it. I'm very, very excited. This is a chance for you to use the skills that you personally have developed. You've got sourcing muscles. Not many other people have it. And this is a chance where we can take and use our skills to help those less fortunate. All the information's on episode 250. Such a great cause. Give back, give back, give back this time of year. Thanks. Hope your Q4 is going good. It's a great time to be selling and sell a lot. Watch your repricers. I just got whacked on one, lost $15 a unit. I didn't lose. I'd have lost in profit because I should have blocked one. Wasn't paying attention, so please do. Let me tell you about a couple sponsors. Um, you know, Scope from Seller Labs. If you're not using it to even just to take your wholesale accounts, of course you got to use it for private label, right? You need to understand the keyword. You want to understand a keyword, go look at your competitors, get their keywords, and then use them. That's smart business, right? Because they already have proven that proof of concept. But take the same approach to your wholesale accounts. Make sure that those keywords are in there. If not, upload those changes. Many times you can't, but many times you can't. Take advantage. Scope from Seller Labs. Go to sellerlabs.com slash scope. Use the code word momentum. Save a few bucks. Get a few keywords. Get your listings found. Got to find that keyword and scope will be the product that will help you there. Solutions for e-commerce. Karen Locker, you know, again, you hear me talk about her because she is my account manager. She's been doing a great job. Again, I had some stranded listings and I noticed them down there on the bottom right-hand corner. They're gone. I look back and they're gone and I see stuff submitted. I see stuff returned. It's such a great process because I don't have to pay attention to that. I can pay attention to the other parts of our business. Solutions for e-commerce slash momentum will save you 50 bucks. Lowest price she offers and you still get the inventory health report. Take a look at it. Get set up for 2018 now. Tell Karen I sent you. When you're thinking about um, Q4 lists and I hope you don't use them just Q4. I hope you use them all year long. Again, you want to learn how to fish, right? And so the best thing to do when you're buying a list is look at what they're doing and how they're doing it and then figure that out on your own. That's the approach that Gay Lisby uses in her million-dollar arbitrage list. It is closed for the rest of this year. However, I have asked them and they have said they would do it. If there's an opening, they will pull from the wait list. Okay, so I have the link out on my uh, site on this episode that'll have a, uh, a link that'll take you right onto the wait list. So get on the wait list if there's something that you're interested. Remember, she's going to give you a seven-day free trial, so there's nothing to lose. But then once you get in there, take advantage. Learn how to fish, right? Sharpen your tool, you know, sharpen your skills, I guess is the right phrase I should use. Okay, so again, I have that link out on this episode, so jump out there and get on that list. You know, GoDaddy and uh, Grasshopper are both national sponsors of the show. I'm very fortunate. Um, I have a third one coming on in February. I'm very excited about that. But GoDaddy, I use them uh, just with somebody who had a great idea for an, uh, uh, for a domain, and I'm like, use my link, save 30%. 30%. Yes, they pay me. We all know that. However, 30% is real. I use it myself because I want to save the 30%. So it's trygodaddy.com slash momentum. Right, try GoDaddy.com slash momentum and you're gonna save thirty percent. Grasshopper's the same deal. Try grasshopper.com slash momentum and you're gonna save fifty bucks. Um, I saw somebody else just signed up for it. The service makes you 
a professional. All of a sudden, your business has a phone number, has a vanity phone number. You can kind of create your own one if it's available. But you don't need a second phone. And I think that's the big thing. It's not Google Voice, which is choppy. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. This is professional stuff. Press 1 for customer service. Press 2 for my Amazon account manager, which would go to Karen's team. I mean, this is a great opportunity. So it's trygrasshopper.com slash momentum. Save 50 bucks. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 255, Dan Metters. Now, this is the second time I've had Dan on. Dan is with the Wholesale Formula. He was originally in episode number 19 over two plus years ago. And I mean, it, I've seen Dan a few different times this past year um, around the country at different events and stuff. But I'm blown away with what they've accomplished in two years. The The path they're on, the path they've chose, the intentional path that they have taken is just leading them further and further and further into success. You know, I know they're strong marketers. They don't apologize for that. But guess what? They believe in what they do. And quite frankly, so do I. A lot of the people that I've had on my podcast have been uh, uh, students of the wholesale formula. Over a thousand people have. But a bunch of them have. And they just speak highly of it because it's a proven uh, successful formula. And it works. And these guys are great guys. They play a little sly, but they're smart, smart, smart as a box. Let's get into the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest to have him back. That's where I was getting a little stuck there because it's it's been so long. I mean, episode number 19. I mean, think about that. And now you're episode 250 something. Dan Matters. Welcome, Dan. Hey, Stephen. I am happy to be here, man. I, I am blown away. It's been that long since we've talked on air. Now, we've seen each other a couple times throughout the last couple of years, but you are just so busy um, I think getting time with you uh, to record has been a challenge. Oh, for sure, man. We're always working on something new, and it's that's one of the things that I, I really excites me about this kind of business is there's just always something to do. So yeah. it's like we're you know we're we're always changing things about what we're changing things about what we're doing and and trying to improve and get better. So it's it's always a challenge. There really is, and you guys though I think have done an amazing job. So you know the the. Episode 19 will go into Dan's background. Um, he's with the Wholesale Formula, right? So everybody knows those guys. These are the marketing machine, or Dylan, as it's known, um, that comes out and just pounds everybody. However, however, uh, you've had over 1,000 customers, correct? Yeah, we've had over 1,000 PWF students. A thousand students. So that says something for the value that they've gotten, you know. So uh, while while you do market and market heavily, you've really made a difference for a thousand people. And I've had lots of people on my show that have said that the wholesale formula is one of the reasons that they're having so much success. And and I mean that. For sure. I mean, we definitely take a lot of pride in the in the success of our students. I mean, it's probably the most important thing to us, to be honest. Well, you know, you still sell, correct? You guys still have a working warehouse where you still physically sell products, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And you have a team. And at the time, I don't remember how many, you were you were doing several million dollars together, you and Eric. Um, and you had a team of, I think, three or four, maybe five people. Has it grown since then or is it kind of leveled? We have a team of 
six right now. Okay, uh, so six. Six full-time for the uh, for the Amazon business, yeah. So, so on that business, you know, having been in it for several years, has it been kind of level? Have you been growing? I mean, because you have this other big competing business, the wholesale formula, which is a huge piece of time. Has, where have you guys stayed? The Well, I mean, here's our, our, our focus is always to grow and scale. Okay. Like it, that's up. You know, we always want to be growing our business. Um, so that, that's that's definitely held true in our, our Amazon business. We've really focused over the past few years on not only growing, but but more importantly, streamlining. Yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing. It's like I don't want to be working when I'm 60 and 70 years old. I would love to have a business that just operates for us. And so that's what we've really been focused on trying to build. Well, can you give an example? Really good job. Can you give an example I mean, of what you've been able to streamline? I mean, I can, yes, for sure. Um, but it, it'll come with a, lo- a bit longer of a story. So. Well, and that's okay because, I mean, here, here's the thing, Dan, right? Lots of people right now, it's Q4. They're going crazy. This is the time to make your money. Everybody knows that. But now they're thinking about 2018, and I think you guys have said that your goal is to grow, or I think what you were trying to say, streamline, mean grow profits and reduce hours and reduce touch points and stuff like that. I think that art form, that business, because the revenue is – I don't, I don't want to say it's not it's not easy to get. It's there. But unprofitable revenue can be in there too, and you guys have done a very good job at that. And so I think that that's very helpful for people. You agree? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's the right way to grow. Mm. Um, and, and here's what, so here's what we've done is we've been focused on reducing the amount of touch points that me and Eric and Dylan had with that business, where but also creating a situation that allows us to easily monitor the health and offer insight and things like that into the business. So right now we've got it down to where we actually don't even work in our warehouse anymore. We have a, <laughs> a downtown office. Um, oh, that's cool. So, I mean, but we've got it down to where right now we, we work with the Amazon business about an hour a week. And what would that involve? Uh, it's a meeting with generally a meeting with our product team and um, warehouse team. And they're two separate teams, a product team and a warehouse. I love, the, I love those phrases. Product team, that's a distinction, and a warehouse team. Yes. Okay. And, our, you know, our product team is the, is the team in charge of um, purchasing and selling all of our products. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a definitive sets of KPIs there, which allow us to really monitor the health and change directions really quick. That's one of the things we've been highly focused on is getting the best possible KPIs in place to monitor our business. Um, and then the same is true for our, our for our fulfillment team and our warehouse team uh, to make sure that our part, you know all the all the cool stuff that we're buying is definitely getting shipped out on time. So you've been watching these these key performance indicators over time, and so you can look at the delta, and it should be you know going in the right direction, correct? Costs exactly. down, revenues up. Exactly. Okay. And so, how long? May, let me ask you this question: Back when you started, do you think it's possible? And I guess do you teach this? For uh, for a new business getting started in the wholesale model, to do this right from day one, would you do it differently had you had to do it over again? I, no, I do think it is possible to, to get it. To, to it's not possible to be completely outsourced from day one mm-hmm. because there's there's components you have to learn. But I think you can prepare yourself to outsource much more easily. And we didn't do that, so it was a much it, you know it's much more of an undertaking for us because we had to go lay the foundation for um, the processes and and things like that. Because that's the thing is, whenever you're trying to make a business to operate without you, you just want consistency. Right. Because like, 
it, you know, if, as long as things are performing consistently, you can change, uh, you can change aspects and change your result entirely, but you need that process to be predictable. So that was, uh, that was something we had to really focus on. And it, it you know, it, it, it would have been much easier if we'd focused on it from the start. So, you know, in, in terms of our course, you, you'd mentioned, is that something we teach? That's what we actually teach in the course. Because okay. every time we evolve our business model, we actually update our course. So okay. it's, well, so um, you learn something you know, new, you go out and you transfer that knowledge to your students. And, and exactly. let, let, let me qualify this right here because somebody's going to give me a complaint. Dan is not paying me. I'm not an affiliate of these guys. And it's just because I, I love these guys and I love what they do and I love how you help people. So I just want to say that up front, I believe in what you do because I've seen the results. And to me, if you can help others, I just think it's awesome. And if people can buy time by buying your course, regardless of what it costs, it's a deal. Right, because uh, you know, I think about my master's degree. You know how much money that cost? A lot, a lot of money. Now it's like three times the cost. Well, guess what? And time, three years, right? Um, so that's what you got to pay for. So, I'm sorry, I want to interject that because somebody will comment about it. Um, okay, so so I'm thinking about what you're what you're doing um, yourselves to improve those key metrics. So you get consistency, and then you say, okay, let's tweak this. It's is it almost like testing? And then when the results come in, if it's good, great, let's embrace it, let's go all in, and, and then transfer that knowledge. Um, and if it's not, is, is that kind of what you're doing now at this point? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's exactly what we're doing at this point. Hmm. And so when you think about what your role is versus Eric's role, what's different? I mean, you guys had distinct roles. You both complemented each other. Where, where are you working in the business, on the Amazon-specific business, and what is Eric working on in that hour or two hours, whatever it is? Um, uh, Eric, ten, Eric tends to work more with implementation, whereas I tend to work more on the design aspects of the business, if that makes sense. And, and what I mean by design aspects is is more problem-solving. Hmm. Like, that's the... You know, we, we've made some pretty we've made some pretty drastic changes in, in how we operate and how we think about things, and a lot of that was you know that was that was developed from these meetings, and that's that's kind of what I'm focused on mostly. And so, when you go into this meeting, you're you're really narrowly focused on a the metrics right, or if you already know it, you can address and then and get right to it. Do you have a uh, an overall manager running the business for you, or is there a product manager and a warehouse manager separate? We have a product manager and warehouse manager, um, but we also have uh, a general manager that runs. Oh, you do our have facility. a general manager. Now, how long has the general manager been in place? About three months. Okay, about three months. So that's that's drastic. I mean, yep. to walk away and give control to somebody else, especially uh, who's more the control freak? I think you're more the control freak than Eric. That's my vibe. Uh, tends to be Eric. Really? He, he tends to be a little more. Uh, yeah, it's really he's intense. I mean, we all know he's intense. But <laughs> for sure, um, it wasn't it was this wasn't just somebody new, though. I mean, it was um, it was somebody who had worked for us for over a year. So we're okay. incredibly confident in, in the person. And, and, and this question comes up a lot. Dan, why isn't that person go out and just do this on their own? I mean, they have all the inside knowledge. They know the secret sauce that they've all seen your course. I mean, they've lived your course. Right. Why don't they just go do it on their own? It's not. For you know, uh, you know, I can't necessarily speak to everybody, but in terms of, I, I think you, as, as a person, you have to create an environment that people want to be a part of. And for us, that's that's we we effectively 
um, we, you know, we, we introduced the idea of ownership into, into our, into our employees. So, you know, they're heavily invested into all the projects. We, um, we tend to, uh, you know, we, we tend to, to really focus around involving them in everything and allowing them to make the decisions and things like that. So it's just much easier. And it's, it's much easier from that respect. But I think the real key is, you know, if effectively my team gets to act as owners without having to bear any of the, any of the risk. Hmm. So it's, you know, from that, from that perspective, it's actually pretty attractive. Now I will say that, you know, we do try to recruit people who we believe could be business owners someday. I think you should really try to, um, try to recruit people who are incredible and, uh, and capable of running their own business. Hmm. So, um, you know, that's, that it is what it is. That well, we what's that trait look like believe at some point, but what's that trait look like? I mean, when you're saying that you think that they're capable, so obviously they're in, intelligent or they, I mean, are they, um, do they think on their feet? I mean, what is it, the traits that, that you just see that have really taken your GM to be in that position, for example? Sure. No, I mean, he's an incredible problem solver hmm. and he's incredibly self-motivated. Like that's the thing is a lot of people are, a lot of people are, you know, I feel like there's a lot of really smart people in the world, but it's, you know, there's, it's, you have to be really motivated to take action and you have to be not afraid of taking action. You have to be very confident. So it's a, it's a, a kind of a unique combination there. And it's, it's, in my opinion, very few people have that exact combination to be incredible business owners. Now you look at it in comparison to all the people we see every day in the Amazon community and you're like, you know, there's lots of business owners, but that's just a fraction of the people in the world. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, we, we granted we're inundated with uh, dealing with these types of people. So it seems like it's more common than it actually is, but it really isn't. I mean, it's, it, those are three incredibly unique uh, traits. Well, you think about your friends, right? I mean, you just look at your circle of friends, right? How many of them are true entrepreneurs? How many of them are, are willing and, and – or they say they are, but how many of them just go home and say, oh, man, I'm stressed out. I just got to go home. You know, and they put their 40 hours in, and they're stressed from that. Um, that's a telling sign that very few people, as you say, are these outliers that have those traits. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, you're talking about uh, 40 hours, like – that's it, you know when you're when you're starting a business like there, there's an amount of dedication that a lot of people just you know if you got a great job and that's what your goal is like you might not want to own a business because it's you know that time investment forty hours is just the start when you start a business hmm. like it, you know forty hour weeks like that's just that's you're just you're just waking up at that point but you know eventually if if your goal is to get it down to be streamlined and, and outsourced and things like that you can do it. Yeah, you have it's, to put in the hours. So what is that saying? You put in uh, an entrepreneur, somebody who's willing to put eighty hours in to avoid a forty-hour work week, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's, that's a skill set. So looking out, where are you guys going? So you know your business, you've narrowed it down to where you're working on the business very little. However, you know you're working on processes and streamlining and that kind of thing. You've taken yourself out of the environment, which is a very very healthy thing to do because now. You're kind of a marketing company, hence the reason you guys can be so strong in marketing. Fair? I mean, well, it's there's. I think there's a big component to this. I, like the, for us, marketing is a very important thing because I think it bleeds into the Amazon side of our business as well. Hmm. Um, for for example, I believe that I personally believe that um, as as these Amazon businesses continue to grow and evolve, like marketing is going to become more and more important in that environment. 
So our goal is to get much better at the marketing side so we can transition it into being even better at the on the Amazon side. I think it makes perfect sense. I was just approached this morning by another PR company. I get a lot of them, and they're wanting to. Their guy wants to talk about Google SEO and helping small businesses grow. And I'm thinking, and I said, to, I wrote back to him saying, "Look, you know, they're always like, oh, he'd be a perfect fit." And I'm like, well, I'm not so sure unless he's willing to talk to people who are selling on Amazon, eBay, their own site, and they want to take, they want to take control of it. They want to have reliance, right? They want to. Whether it be on those platforms, however, they want to show my glass versus your glass, right? And so maybe an independent landing page, and then how do I direct traffic there and all that? That stuff makes sense to me. That's what our Amazon sellers want. And so how do you market to that? And so I'm, I'm in the middle, and I said, if he can do these things and talk about these things, then I would bring him on because I think there's value. Is that is that correct? Oh, 100%. I mean, that's exactly what we're trying to do because you know our business model is a bit unique in and of itself. Like, we're not your traditional wholesale company or things like that. We don't, you know, I'm not trying to add a bazillion accounts. And that's like, different than what you were, correct? No, no. I mean, we we, we still have relatively the same. In terms no, no, of I understand. But, but originally, way back in the day, I mean, your model was, you know, you were RA and all that jazz. You went into wholesale and you started adding products. So you guys were product sourcers, heavy, you know, you developed those processes. But at some point, you know, you didn't just keep adding products just to keep adding products, right? There's a point where you can only effectively manage so many of them. Is that, is that that's where I was going with it? For sure, and, and that's kind of what we've done is we've we've a, a bit reined in and tried mm. to focus on becoming a better partner with the brands we work with. I mean, that's been like the real central focus of our business. And instead of it's like we 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 are slowing down the horizontal growth and really focused on. Um, uh, fo- focused on vertical growth. At so what point did you do that? Um, it's. I mean, like, well, I'm thinking of somebody new coming in. Is this something they do from day one? Is this, again, something you no, teach no, in your I, course? Or is this something think, you can get to? I don't think you can necessarily do it from day one, okay. uh, particularly with our strategy. So what our strategy is, is it's we, we source a whole bunch of new companies, right? Mm-hmm. We add those companies. We, tr- we start working with them. We start carrying their products and uh, trying to understand what their goals are and motivations are. And then we try to develop a better partnership where we're, you know, we're, we're working more closely with them. Uh, they may limit sellers or something like that and may potentially work towards an exclusive with that brand. Like our goal is to do nothing but work with exclusives, but relationships don't develop like that. It's, a, it's not like I can come to a company and say, hey, would you just like me to be your exclusive seller? Right. That's just very right. ineffective. Right. So right. instead we have to cultivate those relationships so – in the you know in that sense, what we're doing is we're 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 finding people that might be good might be a good fit for us. We cultivate the relationships, and then we see who is actually a good fit to pour then, our effort and heart into. And then you put your as you're saying you put your heart into it. So then you go in and you help them with their titles and you help them with their keywords and you help them with their photos. Your wholesale customers, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, but it's it's more than that. It's like we want to help them. It's not just it's not just help their products sell better. It's like because that's part of the equation, right? It's like, you know, they want their products to sell better. But we believe that Amazon is the foremost search engine for physical products. Like you know, thirty to I think it's either thirty or fifty percent of your of your physical product searches are starting on Amazon now. Right. Mm-hmm. So that means that's the world's biggest billboard. So these people need the best possible marketing. 
to be able to accomplish their goals. And that's what we're trying to transition to. So give me an example of what you would do. I mean, so so I get it. We would we would work on the titles. We'd work on all the the backroom stuff, the stuff that we know. Where else would you help them on Facebook, on landing pages, on other things, and then direct them to your product selling on Amazon? For sure. And, you know, and, and more importantly, it's it's not so much it's not so much about directing them. It's about keeping their products at the top of the search engine. Because like you said of glass, you know, you were talking about glass earlier, and it's like, what, did, what, you know, what's the difference between this glass and another glass? We want to be the difference in that glass. Like we want to be the difference in, you know, we put in work to make sure that that product is constantly performing to the top of its ability. Well, and what would, give me an example, I'm going to pull it out of you, give me an example of what you would do to make this glass, my glass of water, jump to the top. Sure. I mean, well, it's just two simple things. It's traffic and conversion, right? It's learning to drive traffic to a product and making it convert. And if you can do that consistently, you can you can send you can change the direction for any single product. So that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to get better at the traffic and conversion side. Now you you know there's infinite strategies for traffic, like you can do outside traffic like Facebook, YouTube, um, Google, any any of those things you you, you know. You'd already you'd already talked about. Like so you're in a, you're helping them create content in essence, right? You're helping that product company create content and then directing it to keep it relevant, and then therefore that traffic then directs over to happens to be Amazon because that's the platform that people are searching. Correct? For sure. Am I getting there? Am I getting the whole yeah, way there? I, I, I mean, you're 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 doing. Well, basically, you're describing the private label model, right? You're basically describing, you know. Uh, you, Dan Metters, created this unbelievable glass, and now you're going to get it sold, right? And so you're going to go through the process of getting it ranked, getting it sold, and keeping it ranked, right? And so that would include advertising. That would include all those different things that you would do in the private label world. But you're doing it kind of exclusive. And it's not what, where I think the, the secret sauce was is you're choosing who you do it with if they're a fit with your company and your future, right? That's not everybody. For sure. No, I mean, it's, it, that's, that's what I've been like. That's the exact mindset that we've, uh, we've, we've came to adopt is that it's so much easier for these private label folks to do these things because they have a fundamental understanding of how to do all of these processes, right? Like that's, that's one of the I – think, I don't think private label and wholesale are at odds with one another. I, I agree. I think they're virtually the same model. I like, agree. It, it's just you know it, the focus is a touch different. Like here, you know, one, what is the big difference in private label and what I'm doing? Difference is private label, you have to start your brand. You have to create a brand awareness and those types of things, whereas I just get to tap into it immediately and make it better. Like that's the only difference is I'm not trying to create brand awareness. I'm just trying to make it, make people be more brand aware, if that makes sense. No, I think it does. Now, here's part of the challenge that you're going to hear. But, but Dan – the profit margins on wholesale are a lot lower than private label. And I think that's absolutely true. No, I think it's true. However, however, there are ways to make it work the other way. So I think if you just go in and start talking to somebody and they say, yeah, it's a keystone markup generally, right, the easy stuff, yeah, you're right. You're starting at a 50% and you got you got to go from assuming it sells at MAP, right, or whatever they're, uh, whatever they're saying. However, there are lots of ways to enhance that. I think that's where you were going to go, um, that that might be the case. Well, let me ask you this. Is that the case when you start out with some accounts that you eventually can get them to a distributor level or get them to share in some of the cost or reduce the cost through shipping and some of the things you talked about in Episode 19, which will blow your mind, 
because that did blow my mind. A few things that I remember those things sticking with me. Two things from your interview. One, Dylan. Two, the the uh, the way you were able to think ahead and get lower shipping by using your own, you know, and breaking it out was very smart. So anyway, so so back to that. It, I think, you know, generally, I mean, if you're bringing in something, you're the manufacturer, you're bringing it in, you have a much lower cost. However, to get it ranked, to get in anywhere, you've got to incur all those costs where this other vendor did, right? Am, am I correct in that or, exactly. or are you going to school no, me? I mean, that's, no, that's exactly right. Like, you know, your, your, your landed cost for a for – a, Glass. What, what you have, well, you know, what you, what you actually have is you just have a widget. When that yeah. product lands, it's not really a product. It's just a widget, right? Like there's nothing that makes any real, any real, really any different than any other products. It's your marketing that makes it different. Hmm. So that's what you're paying for. Is like you're so as far as widget cost, yeah, you're landing at a very low widget cost, but you're incurring a, a heavy marketing cost to develop right. a brand. Whereas the, with the way we work, and, and this is why we love love the model that we use is it's at, we uh, for you know in, in these types of. Uh, creating awareness campaigns and uh, advertising campaigns and things like that, we use a shared marketing budget with the vendor. Yeah, and plus it's cheaper. It's like you know trying to trying to drive traffic to an established brand is cheaper than than trying to drive brand to, than trying to create a brand because right. there is brand awareness. Like you're going to have conversion as long as your listing looks great and things like that. You're going to have conversion. It's just you can increase your conversion with better marketing, better, you know, EBC, and all these cool things uh, can help you increase uh, increase uh, uh, existing conversion. Because we don't like really launch products so much; we only do that in more of a, more as a favor. So okay. It's, we we focus on products that are already performing very well, and then we can just make you know some strategic changes to perform even better. Well, but that, those favors you do enhance the relationship, right? That's exactly. that's the brand, right? So you're selling uh, Steve's glasses, and then all of a sudden I come to you and say, hey, I'm bringing out a line of forks. Could you help me out there? Sure, right? You're the natural person. And then that relationship deepens a little bit more and deepens a little bit more. Um, have you – I'm assuming you have some exclusive accounts. Is it is – it, uh, and I'll, I'll use Rob Hostetter as an example. He was telling me that one of his accounts – um, he went and said, hey, this is, you know, I can help you fix this. And they were like, well, we have somebody else who did it, but yeah, go ahead and give it a shot. He actually did it. The other person was supposed to do it. They didn't do it. Rob went and did it. And the company's like, we want to do business with you because you actually did what you said you were going to do. And it, that gave him that relationship. Is this, is that happened for you? First off, Rob's a butt kicker. Uh, that guy is, he, he's a monster. He's doing incredible stuff. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's exactly it. That's the thing is, it's really easy to be to be better than the average the average Amazon seller because the average Amazon seller is concentrating on making making money. They're not concentrating on being a great partner. Hmm. So whenever you concentrate, like our our first focus isn't on how much money I can make out of this account. It's how well can I help this account improve and eventually make a lot of money from it. Like, it's a long game. It, we're completely long game. Like I'm, I don't care to lose money on the front end of of a transition or something like that if I know it's going to pay off long term. Hmm. So it's it's you know our goal first and foremost is to be the best possible partner that we can, and that's what we try to teach our students. Is like if you focus on that, it's so much easier to build a relationship when you legitimately want to help somebody. Like hmm. whenever you're looking at you're looking for the what can I do for you. 
people want to work with you and people want to be a part of what you're doing. So it's, it's that kind of perspective that I feel like helps us um, it helps us do do really well with these types of accounts. I love it. We're going to get to how to be a great partner because I'm not going to lose that because that is such a good thing. I probably want to close with that. I want to go back one more thing. Um, and again, I want you to go back and listen to episode 19 and listen to Dan talk about getting discounts with shipping and all the ways they can get creative to get a good margin, right? But one of the other things that you did early on, your first hire was a marketing guy by the name of Dylan. And, and so Looking back at that again, and what you uh, the claim you made was that he or that position was absolutely one of the biggest reasons you guys have had success because from that day one you've been focused somebody's been focused on marketing um, in your whole business and this was before you even had the, I think before you had the wholesale formula or right around that time um, is that statement still true? It's absolutely it's and it's not. Here's the thing is it's, it doesn't have to be a marketing position in your business, but if you want your business to grow massively, you just have to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. <laughs> like, and that's what, you know, it's, it's, I say that, I say that like being serious, Dylan is an incredibly smart person. And that's what we do is we hire, you know, we, we have a new guy, uh, Ryan, Ryan is really smart too. I mean, all oh, these guys are so much smarter than, uh, you know, than me and Eric that it's, it's comical, but they're, you know, that's, that's what you have to do is you have to surround yourself with people who are amazing. So we focus on that. And then it, from there, you're going to find out where people naturally fit in their roles. And for you, it may be marketing, but that may not be the biggest leverage point in your business. It just depends on what company you're trying to build. Hmm. Yeah, and that, well, that's a very valid point. If you're trying, it depends on the type of company you're trying to build. I think that's a very important point. All right, let's talk the wholesale formula. I'm going to let you uh, talk about your program. Um, your course is not live currently, Correct. Yeah, it's not uh, currently not for sale. Yeah, it's when does it go on sale? Uh, typically, we actually never really uh, we we kind of plan around it because we like to make it an event where. Yeah, no, um, I get it. I'm just trying to weedle cool. a little bit in for give some people some typically, idea. Typically, we do it in around January, late January, early, early February. Okay, so there's a little hint that's between all of us. Um, there might be an opportunity. Any other uh, events or, or functions that you guys have? I know there's been some talk at some time about having people come down to your place for different events and stuff like that. Is that still? Are those still possibilities? Are they exclusive invitation only, or what is that? Typically, whenever we run, it, we have two different types of events that we like to do. And one of the types of events is um, we, we did our TWF Live event, and it was amazing. Like we, In we Vegas. Couple, yeah, we had a couple hundred people there. We had some really awesome speakers, um, and it was just an amazing event. Like, it was it, it electric all weekend. People were uh, really excited and, and said they took incredible things away from it. Um, then we have these, uh, you know, we, we've done a couple of the smaller events where it's people, uh, invitation only, coming to our warehouse and hanging out and learning about our business and how we apply things. Because it's it's like getting to talk to our getting to talk to our team specifically about you know how they're implementing and how they're they're doing tasks it, it, I, I believe is pretty invaluable and that's actually uh, Robert Hostetter uh, the guy you talked about earlier yep. he was he attended one of those events yep and he talks fondly of it yeah okay so um is there a waiting list for somebody if they have interest in this stuff? And again, Steve doesn't benefit in any way other than I get to see somebody have success. And I just that to me, that's what I want. If this is connecting with someone, is there a way to get on a waiting list or just to join a group so they can find out more information about this stuff? I mean, honestly, like 
almost everything we do is, is free material. Like we, we focus on, on uh, doing free material. I would just say jump on our mailing list and uh, jump and, on. And so, so how do they get there? Thewholesaleformula.com. Thewholesaleformula.com. Okay. We've recently put a lot of effort into our blog as well. Uh, so, that, you know, if you're on wholesaleformula.com, definitely check out our blog. It's got amazing free information that'll I'll help you get started. I'll put a link to that too. I'll put a link there because I think, again, the more information you have, the better information. Okay, so what I want to do now is I want to – I think what you said earlier about being a great partner is so important. I think that's such a powerful statement because I don't think people go into that relationship. Well, I guess you know this is just common sense, right? To be a friend or to have friends, you have to be a friend, right? If you go into a relationship and take, 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 take everything, that's not a relationship. That's That's – dysfunctional, right? So it's common sense when you do that personally. So you're saying the same thing has to happen with companies. You've got to go in and help them and then you get your help, right? And and I imagine you don't get help every time, right? This isn't successful for you every single time, is it? Okay. Well, first let me start with, you know, in terms of, in terms of this dynamic, like the, you know, buying from a, buying from a vendor, it's, generally always been a take relationship right mm, like yeah. you just think about this like what do, what do most sellers do for the brands they work with nothing they place an order right they write them a check period they write them a check and then that's that's the end of the interaction right so it is just a take relationship because you're thinking well you know i am writing them a check so i'm paying them but if you're not writing them that check somebody else is like mm. that's just that's the way amazon works is amazon listings have an expected amount of sales right like this, it's a pie, for example. And let's say that a product sells 200 times a month. It's going to sell 200 times a month, whether I'm selling it, you're selling it, or both of us and somebody else are selling it. So it, all, all we're doing is dividing those sales. So it, as a taker, when you're not doing anything to help that, all you are is a division of sales. And then the only competitive thing you have is price, period. Right. Exactly. And so that, then you see the repricer taking it down to the penny, right? Exactly. Penny, 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 penny. So the only competing, the only strength you have is price because the products are the same. They're only going to sell 200 of them. People are going to go to the cheapest one because you end up getting close to the top or the buy box, ideally. But but logically. So there's no, there's nothing, right? You have nothing. Exactly. So what we focus on is we focus on brands who actually care about what they're doing. And don't want that to happen. They don't want, you know, to just work with takers. And, and this is where being a great partner, and it's like, that's the question, that's the most common question we get is, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm relatively new. I can't really do any of these things. Like, what, you know, what would you suggest? And it's like, here's the thing. If you want to be a good partner, it doesn't matter what you can do. It only matters what they need. Hmm. Like, if this I This is deep you, from a Kentucky boy, dude. I'm telling you, that's pretty deep. It, <laughs> But it's not about – you think about it from that perspective. It's like if, it doesn't matter if I can do if – if I'm a wizard in Facebook advertising, if they don't need Facebook advertising. Who right. cares, right? Hmm. So like why do I have to try to teach myself all of these tasks? I don't. Like instead what we focus on is we focus on defining being very good at two things, and it's being able to define what a company needs to succeed. It's like I want to be able to go in, fundamentally dissect what your problems are, and, and develop a plan of action for success. Well, how do you have that and conversation? How's it go? Wait, before you leave that, because I don't want to lose that, because that's powerful. How do you have that conversation, Dan? Uh, it's, I mean, it's 
we, we actually do it with typically it's more like a our process is a bit more like a multi-touch point marketing company. Uh, it, it, I don't know if that makes sense to you. So you're probing them, you're asking them questions, uh, following up, looking, and and then evaluating it, and then creating a plan of action. Exactly. Hmm. Which is which sounds really inefficient, and that's what's and it can be if you're not focused on developing your processes. So you know the vast majority of these things are low skill intensive and can be outsourced very easily, which we do a lot of. And uh, again, this is taught in the class. And of course, I mean, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure this is this is taught, taught in the course because if somebody if this is connecting with somebody and they're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. That's what I want. I mean, that's the well, focus then, of our course. It's like, you know, if if our course were just about wholesale, it would be like an hour long. Like, you know what I mean? It would. It doesn't take very buy long. stuff cheap, sell it for a higher price. Sell it for more. Okay. Yep. Congratulations, <laughs> you're doing wholesale. Right. But Next. It, but it, we're what we focus. We're not focused on the the just sheer act of wholesale. It's like that part's incredibly easy. What we focus on is we focus on trying to help people create real businesses. Mm. So it's in that perspective, wholesale is like an arbitrary name that we stuck to it so people would have a clue what the process is. Um, but anyway, to go back, it's you know as far as as far as being a great partner, it's it's just identifying what they need and then being able to deliver it to them. So it's you know your two skills are number one being able to design, dissect the problem, and number two. Mm-hmm. Can you or, uh, can you outsource? Like that's it. It's the, if, if you can find people to do tasks, you can you can fix any problem, right? It's like I don't have to be an expert copywriter so long as I can find an expert copywriter. Uh, okay. Like okay. that's our focus is is trying to be. Um, what is the word? What was the word I'm looking for here? Well, I, I think you're you're becoming part of their team. I mean, you're really becoming an integral part of their team. You know, when you sit there and describe this, I envision, like you said, copywriting. Once you find a good copywriter, now you have those tools in your arsenal. So when you go to that next account, it's like, okay, here are the things we see you need, and we have all these resources. Now, it's not Dan or Eric or Dylan that are doing it. It's you guys messaging out to your partner in whatever, you know, either a, a VA or maybe even local um, and saying, okay, these are what we need. These are the clients and these are what the clients need. And so you now have this over time an established process um, and a pool of talent on your team that you bring to their team. I think it's that's pretty deep, dude. Sure. Tell it. It, it, I mean, it, as, as you go along, the more problems you encounter, the bigger your network gets. Yeah. And it's like you find you find people you like working with, like you said, copywriters, uh, photographers, anything like that. And it's I don't have to be able to do all these things. I just have to be able to know how to get them done and know the right people and, to contact. And now you're at this place where you can come in and help a company if you guys think that they're a long-term option for you, right, and you go in and help them. You're able to share that cost with them? Is that how it works now? For, in a lot of instances, we may have them cover the cost. Like nice. it's, it's as far as it's it's whatever makes sense. It's like that's the thing is I get to look. I know what my I know what my profit's going to be for my sale, right? And I know if marketing fits into it, and if it doesn't, and they want to be a real partner and they're invested in the process, like they're going to want to they want to promote their products on Amazon because that's the thing is companies have uh, companies have marketing budgets. Like this right. is not an unheard of concept. It's not like you're going to have to explain to them what a marketing budget is. They understand it. Well, you're and a consultant like, for them, right? Exactly. I mean, that's what you are. You and really it's, are. It's like whenever we're talking about making, putting them on the, 
you know, putting them on page one, product position number one for uh, for a product on the world's biggest billboard, it's like, hmm. yeah, that's an attractive thing for them. That's something that, that most companies will want to invest in because guess what? It helps their brick-and-mortar sales. Like, it doesn't just help their Amazon sales. It helps everything. Uh, no, no doubt. And, and as I sit and think about this, right, we were talking about the comparison with wholesale and private label. Again, if you're bringing in that widget – you then have that marketing expense and you incur all that cost to get it to that next level. What you're saying is to the brand, hey, you guys incur that. And so therefore, that gets you even closer to that same profitability of that private label product. When you look at it, it's an entirety, correct? For sure. I mean, I, hmm. I, I, wouldn't, I don't think our margins are very different from private label at all because it's just, you know, we incur more cost on the product, but they incur, incur more cost on the marketing. Right. And, and yeah, it depends on where you decide to look at it. You know, sheer, hey, I brought it in. I'm, I'm buying it for $2 and I'm selling it for 20 Man, this is a great product. Okay, well, you're not selling it for 20 What are you netting after everything is done? Well, I'm netting, you know, 17 or 18%. Well, okay. Therefore, that's about the same by the time you're done. Right? Exactly. Dude, he blew my mind. I mean, you know, it's funny. Wherever we're together, I sit there and I, I think to myself, these guys play this possum routine from Kentucky well because they're a heck of a lot smarter than they let on. Ooh, get me excited this morning. I'm excited. I'm ready to take on the day. Okay, so I'm going to get people to go to the wholesaleformula.com uh, and they can join your, uh, uh, your email list, uh, which I'm a member of. They can also see your blog. Um, there are events that you hold and that's how they market to you. Um, they will market heavy to you. However, you know, I like, you know, talk to people. I, I like that you guys have references and you let people talk to people. That's very important. Um, I heard nothing but amazing things about the uh, uh, Las Vegas uh, retreat kind of thing. I mean, it was a, a great experience for a lot of people. So, you know, I sit back and hence the reason I bring you on my show, because I can't I can't disagree with what you're doing. You're you're helping people create sustainable businesses. And that I think that's just so important. I mean, that's our passion. Like, that's that's the thing is, you know, we all came from, well, except for Eric, Eric gambled before he, uh, before we yeah. started this thing. But, uh, you know, I came from a job and I know I know I know what that's like and I know how important it is. If you're if you're one of those people, it's like you're a person that cares about being an entrepreneur. I know how important it is to be able to create a sustainable business. And I know how much I know how much garbage and crap there is out there. That just doesn't deliver. So we, like I said, I mean, our focus has been, uh, you know, we're not, we don't, we don't focus on trying to be the cheapest solution out there. Our, our focus is being trying to get people to actually succeed. Like that's our number one mission is whenever we talk, whenever we work with somebody or somebody takes our course, we want them to actually succeed. So we put a lot of effort into it. We put a lot more work in than I think, uh, you know, most people do. And it's because of that. It's because of, we we're very results oriented. Well, you wouldn't have over a thousand people singing your praises unless there was results. So, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited for what's next for you guys. Um, where, where, where would be the place you would say I made it? When would you say I've made it, or are you saying I've made it? No, I don't think it's there yet. I mean, it, for us, it's more about on, honestly. It's like I want it, the most important thing for us is finding out about those individual changes. Like I talked to somebody on the phone uh, two days ago and they were telling me that, you know, six months ago they had a good, they had a solid business and they were doing 30 K a month. Um, 
in October, they hit 110,000. Whoa. And it's, you know, and it was, they said, you know, the biggest part of it was the community. Like Mm. people, they were, our community is incredible. And, you know, they, they were able to operate outside their comfort zone by using the community as a sounding board. And so not everything action. comes from you, and not everything comes from you, Dan, or Dan, Eric, and Dylan. Things come from the other sellers in the group, and they help. As Andy always says, "Iron sharpens iron." Sure, exactly, and I mean that's honestly, I wish, I wish we could deliver everything, but that's not, that's just not possible. And it's you get so many awesome perspectives, and these people, you know, our community is is filled with very successful people, so it's. You're getting it. You're getting the iron sharpens iron type of advice every time you post in there. Any anywhere you guys are speaking next, where somebody could see if they want to find out more information. I mean, a they should go to look at this stuff immediately. But is there anywhere you guys are out doing any uh, presentations anytime soon? Uh, not that I know of. It's like okay. right, this at this time of year for us. It's a you know we're it's it's funny because we it's it's a it's a real it used to be our biggest hustle time of year. Yeah, you know, right. When we were doing RA, like, me and Eric working, you know, 80, 90 hours a week, it was just insane. We were constantly out. If we weren't out shopping, we were out, sh- we were in, in shipping. So, uh, but now it's, uh, we, we focus, it, it's, it's pretty fun because, you know, I, I have kids, Eric has kids, and, and we get to really focus on them during the holidays now. So nice. it's, uh, uh, you know, this is, uh, it's been a, it's been a pleasant change. I'll say that. And, and and to be fair, have you had some of your students get to the same place where they're now sitting back um, managing pricing right at this time of year? That's that's one of the big things you do at this point if, if you've got your inventory in or if you've got your plans in place. Have you been able to see successes like that from them too? For sure. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying is, you know, that's the difference in our training. We're not trying to teach people to make money. Like if I just teach somebody how to make money, I've failed them. Hmm. Uh, it, you know, we're trying. We're, our goal is to try to help them make real businesses, and and people. A lot of people in our community aren't. I mean, for, I don't even think we're the biggest. Set, I, I, like, I don't. Even, I think that we have students who are who are doing more sales than us now. That's funny. Um, it's it, it's a little humbling, isn't it? It's no, it's great because that's the thing. Do you know how much we have learned from our students? Because we share. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the same. We have we have that very open mentality, and it's uh, you know we share what we learn. And we get, and a lot of people share what they learn with us, which really kind of per, uh, spins the wheel even faster. Love it, oh dude, you guys got me pumped. I'm excited. I'm loving. I love the fact that you've been able to figure it out. A, you still have an Amazon business. It still keeps you in the game. You still walk the walk, not just talk the talk. However, you've been able to pull yourself out of it, create other leaders without creating competition that's one of the big fears you've been able to create an environment where they feel like they can be independent and run their business or whatever in your business and then you're able to transfer that knowledge to me it sounds like you've come full circle um and as i bet you everybody listening here is saying that's where i want to be so last piece of advice for somebody if that's where they want to be what's your advice start with your start with your end game in mind like mm. Start. It's like it's very easy to fall into the habit of thinking, you know, I'm I'm working for myself. I don't have to have a process for this. It is the it is the wrong line of thinking. Like, start ironing out your processes. Start developing your procedures because eventually you're not going to want to handle it, and you don't want to have to rewrite those things. Like, it's it's very hard to add them later. It's much easier yeah. to start with them. So if, when you start with the end game in mind, it's going to make you 
it's going to make you a more complete business much faster. Oh, my God. I'm so pumped. I'm pumped. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. We want to go out to the wholesaleformula.com and check out their blog. I'm going to check it out in a moment. Dan, I thank you so much. I wish you nothing but success. Happy holidays, uh, happy new year, and I can't wait to see you face-to-face. Same with you, brother, and, and congrats on your success with this podcast. I mean, 250 episodes, 250-plus episodes, that's insane, man. Like, I, I'm insane. incredibly proud to be on it and, uh, and just happy to be a part of what you've created. Oh, that's very kind of you. Hey, thank you. Take care. Dudes are smart. Uh, program smart. Um, if this is something you're interested in, go up and sign up and get on their waiting list. Because again, you got to buy time where it makes sense. If this is something you're interested in, if this resonates with you, and these guys connect with you, and I think that's the most important thing. If you can connect with them, that's really what matters. Um, that's why I always say, if you're going to be with somebody, be with them and really go all in. EcommerceMomentum.com. Don't forget my sponsors, man. Scope is just crushing it right now from Seller Labs. Uh, SellerLabs.com/scope. Use the code Momentum. Save some money. Get some free keywords. But the key is. You got to do it. You got to go out there, even for your wholesale. We just talked wholesale with Dan. Use that for your wholesale accounts. I'm using it right now on one right now, and it is so exciting with how I'm going to convert that wholesale account even further along. And Scope allows you to do that. Solutions for e-commerce, Karen, is creating variations for that very wholesale account. I think we are up to 75 or 80 variations. And it, what's cool is once you find a, a, a pairing or a set or bundle that works, you can replicate it. And that's what I love about Karen. She just took care of it. Matter of fact, she even said this weekend she was a, she was going to do it herself. Um, that's the kind of service that I get from Karen at Solutions for E-Commerce. So use solutionsforecommerce.com forward slash momentum, and you're going to save 50 bucks, and she's going to do an inventory health report. Um, really great sponsor, and I believe in her. Solutionsforecommerce.com. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.